What do float center owners do when they don't have anything to do? Like during the pandemic when we couldn't run our businesses? Well, in this case, two float center owners who are friends got together and started a completely new business, which actually pairs nicely with float centers. Cold plunge. Check it out. This is actually a really fun episode where Ryan and Michael talk us through their whole process of starting their business here and how it fits into running a float center and even give us an exclusive update since being on Shark Tank, which is really fun to find out about. So listen in and uh, yeah, before we get started, a big shout out to Helmbot. Helmbot is the scheduling software that we use at the float shop. Gosh, I hope every float center is using it. It's, it's designed for float center owners. It just makes so much sense. Everything just fits together perfectly for the business that you're running. And like if you're adding cold plunge to it, uh, Helm, Helm can accommodate that, whether it's uh, smaller scheduling times, cleaning times. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, more complicated things, classes, group group classes uh, with teachers, LMTs, all that stuff they can accommodate now, which is absolutely wonderful. Uh, they're also doing webhooks, which is something that I need to look into more. Um, I actually want to make a post about it in the Float Collective to learn more about how people are using webhooks so that whenever an action is taken in Helm, you can trigger something. Like maybe they take a survey or a follow-up email, something like that. And I want to find out more about these webhooks because I think it's a, it's a very effective way to potentially increase revenue, right? So you always want to touch base with somebody after their float. Maybe they sneak out. What if uh, after checkout, two days later, they're given a follow-up email? That's what I would like to look into more with webhooks, which Helmbot has plenty of. So check them out, helmbot.com. Don't take my word for it. Schedule a free tour. Have them walk you through everything about Helmbot. Ask all the questions. Make sure it can accommodate all of your business's needs and can uh, keep up with your business as it expands, which I believe it will be able to. Also, big shout out to the FTA. Uh, the FTA is the Flow Tank Association, which is becoming the backbone of the industry, supporting the industry and doing research on water sanitization and also just helping you open your float centers. They're helping talk to your health department. They, they can actually help you out with that. It's really cool what they're doing and more and more is going to be rolling out sooner than later. I'm really excited about where the FTA is going and they need your support. Go to flotation.org. That's float, F-L-O-A-T, flotation.org. And check out what they're doing, what they can do for you, and um, how you can sign up to become a member. I feel like every single one of us as Float Center owners uh, owes it to ourselves uh, and to the industry as a community to help support it. I believe that as a part of this community, all of us owe it to the community to be supporting the FTA, which is just designed to help support us. So, uh, let's put in what we get back out and help support this community. Again, go to flotation.org, check them out, and sign up to become a member. All right, let's chat with Michael and Ryan. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. My name is Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon, and I have never done... I've, I've cold plunged as in like a bathtub filled with cold water, and I try to stay in there as long as I can, and then I run into the sauna and heat up until I can't stand it anymore, and then I go into the, to the cold plunge, and I've done that, I don't know, I'd say probably a dozen times. 
Hey everybody, it's Kim Hannon. I co-own Suki No Float Center in Salt Cave in Southern Indiana with my hubby Graham, the other Graham. And um, I haven't done a true cold plunge. I've, uh, like Dylan, done lots and lots of ice baths uh, and cold baths. Uh, I used to do long distance running and so I don't know how many that was, but uh, pretty much almost every day for a little while. So. Oh. That sounds brim. This is Drew from New Hampshire Float, and even though I'm in New Hampshire, I pretty much hate the cold, and I'm kind of skinny, definitely <laughs> lean, and I am more comfortable in the hot temperatures. But I this year, I did jump into a river, and it was just after the spring uh, thought, and my whoop started buzzing because all of my stuff just started going crazy and I was getting this wong, wong, wong feeling and I was shaking. I'm like, I hate this. And I jumped out after like 22 <laughs> seconds. And so I'm not, I, I'm trying, I'm trying with the cold plunge because I know it's good for you. I always feel awesome yeah. after, but I am such a wimp. So I'll admit it. I think that's what my problem is as far as the cold plunge goes. Oh, Drew. Okay. Um, this is Gloria Morris. I um, own Float 60, and my first cold plunge experience was at this place in Kohler, Wisconsin, the Kohler Spa, and I felt freaking amazing, and I think I emailed Michael immediately after that to order my first cold plunge. That was like the catalyst. Um, since then, I've done it almost zero times. Um, I think I got in only because I had to, to fix something that, but like we dropped something in there um, because I'm never at my float centers because I just, that's a whole different story. But yes, I totally love the modality for our customers, but uh, I wish I could do it more often myself. I do take cold showers though. Exactly the same as what I hear. Exactly. It's you know, it's kind of like uh, taking a bath is the same as floating. It's exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, you know what? We should just keep handing this off. Uh, Michael, why don't you introduce yourself? How many times yeah, have Michael you cold plunged? <laughs> yeah, lost count, lost count. Uh, Michael Garrett. I own Reboot in the Bay Area, and also I'm a co-founder in Plunge. Um, I started cold plunging about five years ago. Um, I took a van road trip all the way up the Rockies, like from Utah all the way up to Bay. And um, we had, Reboot had just like added cryo before then. So I kind of like got the cold therapy thing and started just getting in some like cold rivers. And I like told my wife like, oh, we got to get in. I got to get in every single day. Like found cold water every day. And then when I got home, I built an ice chest freezer. And so I've been doing it like every day since then, basically. I'm sorry. You built an ice chest freezer? That's kind of like the DIY way meat? to do it. Okay. Yeah, like the the thing with the lid, you yeah. you know you caulk it and put put uh, a thermometer in it and like keep it at your temperature so it doesn't just like create ice. Um, put a little filter in there. You can kind of create like a DIY chest freezer ice bath. Okay, got that it. Way. Ice bath. Chest yeah. Okay, got it. Yep. Yep. Ryan, please. I'm Ryan Dewey, um, owner of Capital Floats. Up in we have two located Capital Foot Sacramento, Capital Foot's Auburn. Um, I cold plunge every single day, so that's my first thing every single morning. Um, Mike's similar to that too, but I got into it. Shoot, when was it? I learned of it through Wim. Wim had the Vice doc. Wim Hof had the Vice documentary. I first heard of it in 2015. 
super inspired, but didn't really act on it. And then 2018, I started to get sick a bunch. I got like six colds mm-hmm. in like five months. And it kind of got encouraged to me like, hey, you should start some Wim Hof breath work and get in cold water. So I was hitting the American River comes through us in Sacramento. So I was getting in that, added that in and just fell in love with it. And then this <laughs> other, they called it, it was like Asha Urban Baths opened in Sacramento. And they had a cold plunge. It was the only place I could find like an actual legitimate like cold plunge tub. And I immediately built a partnership with Capital Floats and them so like our staff could go there for free nice. and they Ryan's could come the float for free. The, the trade-off gets like oh, free the trade. I, I would trade free workouts, uh, the trade king. Yep. Nice. So we smart. Ultimately it was me. I was the only one of our staff going there, but I was like living <laughs> at that facility. Jeez. Um, All right. So yeah, that's my uh that's how I got into cold therapy. So the way that you guys talk about it, it's like you're doing like a candlelit yoga every day. That's just like, mm, I just feel so good after this. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like the way Drew describes it, it's like hell on earth for 22 mm-hmm. seconds until he jumps out of the river. So what what's different between you and Drew? You know, what is it? Does it happen over time? Manliness, yeah. obviously. <laughs> I was going to say, look at that. Look there, at there are things we can't talk guys. about on a podcast I, that make a big difference. I've been yeah. growing my, <laughs> my facial hair for like three years. These guys probably shaved yesterday. They're so manly. Yeah. Beards are a byproduct of uh, cold water. I'm glad uh, I shaved no, mine today. It doesn't get easier. I think that's the thing. I still, every morning, get up and I'm like... I don't want to do this. Is that um, right? Okay, okay. That's really but good I, to know. I think like the initial learning how to it's like floating, you know? You get into a float like a first timer's like what am I doing in here? How do I yeah. settle in? Like what's the breath process? Like it's no different than that of like once you learn how to cold plunge, you kind of can adapt quicker. I know the breath patterns that are going to be effective mm-hmm. for me. I know my duration, I know my dose of like that when I say that of like the temperature. So it just it takes some time to kind of adapt and acclimate, and then it becomes, um, you know, then you build a practice, and that's no very similar to floating. Okay, so um, bear with me here while I, I try to connect some dots here for myself personally. Like I used to be into cycling, and you know, the first time I'd go up a hill, it it just broke me. You know, it just it was just hell on earth. But then even if I didn't train for three months, and then I saw that was back on that hill just the mental fact that I had been through that before, like I could just kind of access that part of myself. Does the the history of having done it before give you the mental fortitude to be like, I know I can do this. I know I can stay in and experience this. I think for don't, me, don't, it's, it's okay. yeah, it, it's, you feel so good after once you do it for a while okay. that okay. it's like, you just, you're like, dude, you gotta do it. Like just get in. Like it, it just becomes like necessary for me. Like the mental huh. health benefits are huh. phenomenal. Like I am, I just feel so good. I'm so much more positive. Huh. Like that's, that's a huge thing. It's the energy throughout the day. I'm so much more productive. I feel like my, like more like my true self who I want to be after I plunge. How long do you stay in the plunge? Um, I'm like two minutes, like not even, okay. I'm at like 49 degrees, 50 degrees, nothing too crazy. Um, right. I like to put my head under a lot. That's kind of my thing. I actually have a snorkel now, so I'm uh, wow. fully head under snorkel That's serious. style. <laughs> yeah, it's serious. But uh, I don't like a lot of people plunge at like 39 and the thirties and I, that's really not my thing, but we, we try okay. to be really inclusive with it. Like you get benefits all the way up to 60. 
or even higher. Like if you, if you're starting out, like just start at 60 degrees, even 65, if you have to do a minute, you know, and then just like work your way down. Like you get tons of benefits from a 30 second cold plunge, you know? Ryan, how long do you stay in and what's your temperature? I'm about my, I think it's set to like 45 and I go three to four minutes. Um, varies kind of the other two days ago I did a five minute it's kind of just like to do something different like mm-hmm. the body can adapt so I like to switch it up a little but yeah normally you know 90% of the time I'm, I'm three four minutes and um, I know every single time like we were talking about it's like I know the, re- the benefit I'm going to get like there's very few things that I could all you have to do is get into the water and you're going to get the benefit like it's in three to four minutes, like that's that's a very manageable piece of time right, that everyone yeah. can everyone can utilize. Almost like a cheat code too for timing. Like <laughs> it might be an extra thing on the list that you have to do in the morning, but I'm like, it speeds my morning up by no joke. Like I gain an hour just by doing it. Like, is that just because of your energy level that's accelerated because of it? Why is it? Is it the structure? Yeah, I think it's the um, yes. I think energy and then clarity. It's like I know I actually go tackle the things I want to go tackle. Um, I liken it again to floating. When I float, yes, it's a place to take kind of your problems or things that you're mulling over or reflective things. It's like I don't think you solve the problems. I just think the problems kind of dissolve away. Like it, you don't really – so it's, it's a – in its flip turn for plunging, I'm just like way clear, more clear in the thing that I want to go tackle. So, um, you know, and energy-wise, I'm just dialed in. So I'm curious if if a typical plunge is anywhere between three and five minutes, what is it about going to a facility and taking a plunge there versus hopping in your bathtub in cold water for three to five minutes? Because for such a short amount of time, that commute and all of that mm. kind of adds up. So um, when people ask those questions, what do you what do you say to that? Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know our big thing is consistency is finding a way to find some level of consistency with it. So if you're going to a commercial center, you know, if you have it at your house, that's the best, but not everyone is going to purchase one and put it right at their house. So you go to your commercial center, you find some level of consistency with it. And just to be like filling up your bathtub is, is a lot of work. Like you got to go buy ice. It's mm-hmm. not your fridge. Isn't going to supply that ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you actually want to get it down into a 50 degree zone, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be spending 30, 30 bucks on ice. You got to go get that. You got to have that in the house. Um, and that's cool for a one-off, but if you you know want to be consistent with it, it's really nice to have a facility that you can go to. And some of them have saunas that you can access as well. So it's more of a convenience thing and just, you know, it can work into your schedule a lot better than putting it in your bathtub. Kind of like having a home gym where you you get that cool new machine, you use it once, and then it just sits there collecting dust, and you never really do it again. But having that space where you're traveling to for a specific purpose, I think also gives a good separation and gets you out of the house and gives you something to do, and you can actually, you know use other services that might be at a place that has that. But I imagine I could see people saying, oh, I'll just do it in my, in my bathtub. And they do it once, it's a pain in the ass, and they never do it again. 
<laughs> we're, all, we're all very familiar with that statement of floating right. and do it at my house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I have a question for, I, so who actually founded the company, came up with the idea? Was it a joint process? I'm, I'm curious about the transition that you took between being a float center owner of multiple locations. I think you both have two locations or maybe even uh, more than that. Um, what kind of switched that over to a manufacturing position? I'm very curious about that. Let you take that, Mike. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, COVID shut down reboot. We're in the Bay Area, so it's very strict. You know, uh, probably less than two months in, I was like, I need a project. I got to do something, and it was top of mind because I had built that ice chest freezer and had researched like what's out there, and there wasn't much. Like the the options out there were like ten thousand dollars for a cold plunge. So. Yeah, I like hit up my dad. I said, "Hey, like, I actually went and visited one of the manufacturers, Morosco. Met up with those guys. They were super cool and inviting." And um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, went out to Arizona with them and um, started building prototypes with my dad. And then came home and actually found like the tubs that we use at Plunge and built a plunge that I put into Reboot. I actually sold a float pod put in a sauna, put in the plunge and then put out an Instagram video and an email and just said, Hey, if you guys are interested, I'll, I'll build you one. I had two customers hit me up. They were stoked, built two prototypes, delivered those. It was really cool. They were like so excited about it. Like one guy had the champagne for me and <laughs> it felt like I was kind of like, uh, like onto something cause they were so excited nice. about the product I had created and at that point, I invited Ryan into the garage where I was building the prototypes. And I think I showed him one time and he was kind of like, huh, like I thought he was going to be super into it. And I, he was kind of like, huh, like this looks this looks interesting. And then I was like, well, what's, what's had, had going he been on? Cold you know? plunging? Had he been cold plunging at that point? Was it just yeah, the design Ryan, where he was Ryan, like? Ryan uh-huh. was into cold plunging. It was the design. Okay, it was okay. like, I could tell it was like still a little raw, you know. And then uh, I invited him back like a week later. And I had tweaked everything and like cleaned it up. And he was like, oh, damn, like this is legit. I was like, for me, it was like I mean, a to be frank, tweak. Mike's an incredible engineer and that's not my s- skill set. Sure. And so when I saw the plunge, I, you know, Mike, I think was just laying out like, yeah, this is just, v- this is prototype one. This is going to get a thousand times better. And I just didn't have that vision. Sure. And so I saw him work so quickly and improve. I mean, hmm. to be frank, like Mike 3d design that like it was, this was nothing to within three months. Like it's our units different than what it is then, but it's not that different. Mm-hmm. And he had built this and designed this in three months. And I had seen some iterations take place. And that was the moment where I was like, cause he was kind of asking, Hey, do you want to do this as a company together? And I was, mm-hmm. I just wasn't there. Obviously I was going through capital floats had been shut down. Like a lot of things in my life were kind of in transition. So to go and commit to starting another company. But anyways, <laughs> I saw his, ability to like really improve and engineer this product that's when i was like okay like i'm i believe all in in this modality now i think we actually have a product that can become world class and a guy behind it that is world class in design and products so i love hearing that uh affection for each other that's (laughs) that's really refreshing to hear because you've been in business a couple years together Mm. i guess i lost track of the timeline because i i I thought that I went to this Kohler spa 
2019. Maybe it was 2020. I don't know. Like, where was Float 60 on the customer uh, list? You guys were early. Early, yeah. We launched September wow. of, of 2020. So it's been just over two years. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I, I know we had it prior to us shutting down. So I, I think I'm in a time warp. But, okay, so you... <laughs> oh, funny. Wait, you Gloria, decide, let, yeah. Let me ask you a question, and then I'll, I'll let these guys, you know, peel peel it back a little bit. So, just from the customer perspective, mm-hmm. when you're when you get one of these things, what are you buying, and what are your what are your customers' experience? Yeah, so we um, went with the whole sauna and ice or cold plunge combo in one room. Um, I had five float tanks, and I knew that I wanted to have multiple moda- modalities, so I went from all floats to adding this. And it was really because of Michael's video, because I saw that Instagram video, and I loved, and I had literally just experienced that at the Kohler Spa. So it wasn't something that I was actively researching. I just knew that I had an amazing experience over that uh, December, whatever that year was. And um, I, I thought, this is a really interesting combination for my float center. So I ripped out a float tank, and then... I think I had already had the sauna and then added the cold plunge. So the, the experience, you know, is an optional, you know, fire and ice, which I totally got from Michael. And now everybody's adopted that, right? Mm-hmm. It's, I don't, I hope he trademarked that at some point. Um, Cause it seems like everybody <laughs> in the industry. Open source. Yeah. Yeah. I open source. Ryan, I, li- Ryan, I like that. Fire and ice. Yeah. I like that. So yeah. So that's what the experience is. And it's been, um, you know, there's some challenges to it because you can't like isolate one service from the other because they're in the same room. So there's some nuances there. But for the most part, you know, we find that people are, you know, happy to do the combination. And um, cool. it's, it's worked out quite well. I mean, so do, we've added it in other locations as well. And do they have the sauna and the uh, plunge in the same room with the other locations? Like it, it works together that well? Yes. Got it. I'll I be mean, doing for me, my that's third what I would one. Want. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, we can post pictures of it by all means, but can you describe what it looks like? I'll, and again, I'll, I'll hand this off to Gloria first. And then I want you guys to talk about what's going on inside there that makes it special. The cold plunge itself is a beautiful, uh, very simplistic design. I don't want to minimize your engineering, but it's, it's a beautiful piece I mean, the iPhone um, is a simple design. <laughs> yes, yes. It's the apple of cold plunges. But nice. yeah, I think it's, you know, um, the room itself, actually, to be honest, it's very cramped because the room wasn't designed to have the shower and the cold plunge and the sauna. We kind of rigged that all together and it hmm. works. It's not ideal. I'm sure other people have much better setups. But um, yeah, from from a... a um, customer experience perspective, I think having it all in one is really um, key. And then also we've considered like a communal type of approach where it's more open. I know Jeremy Jacob um, in San Antonio, he doesn't use your product. I've, I gave him a hard time about that. Let me, let me tell you. Um, no, he's got more of an open layout where the cold plunges are out in the open. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's, that's my setup, but I don't know how everybody else is. There's, there's an infinite w- number of ways of doing it. We were just talking with other ship earlier. They, they have the, the class based actually, they have a big 50 person sauna and they take you through breath work and sauna hmm. and then people get in and they guide you through the cold plunge. And that's, oh, cool. that's a really interesting 
model, and then some like gyms have these, and you can just kind of do a cold plunge one-off. I think this is more like what we have is like the fire and ice model, and then yeah, I think like the um, what's the float place in Austin, Ryan? Um, float float or uh, float, yeah, Eric over at Ocean Lab. Oh, Ocean, Ocean Lab, Lab, yeah. They have mm-hmm. like two on the patio that people yeah, outside. More of, like, yeah, you kind of access whenever outside. So there's an infinite number of ways of doing it. But yeah, we get a lot of compliments on the tub. We have an XL now, which is like a bigger model. It's like a sleek, mm-hmm. kind of white, those white freestanding tubs that are like kind of trendy. So that's kind of the, mm-hmm. the look and feel of it. Claw feet at the bottom. Nice. <laughs> um, well, sorry, let me please. just ask one more question. I'm still curious about the transition. Like, what does your day look like? Do you spend most of your time on cold plunge and dealing with manufacturing issues? Do you even have manufacturing issues? <laughs> or are you running your float spa? I mean, I'm fascinated by this because I think you and I are similar in that we we don't always, we're not in our float center as much as, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious about mm-hmm. that transition you had. And do you regret it? Like, I can't imagine dealing with a bunch of float mm-hmm. center owners or, you know, these external customers with this big piece of equipment, it's a whole different dynamic, right? Than mm, a direct yeah. to consumer model. So yeah, I, I love tell it. us about I that. I love, I love running plunge and I love building stuff. I love how we can scale it and like build this, this brand with reboot building that we have three locations, like those two other build outs, they're just excruciating. And then yeah. it, it just, I have incredible managers. So they, they basically run everything. I'm not spending a lot of time a week on reboot anymore. So Ryan's the same way. He's got amazing managers that he's, you know, figured out how they can they can run it for him. And um, we spend most of our time on plunge and growing this awesome. business. Yeah, it was, a, it was a unique transition. With you know, we were in Mike's garage to start. That was our first office, and we were just kind of delivering from there. We leveraged the float centers actually as our first customers. It was like we emailed them. I emailed Capital Floats. He emailed Reboot, and we sold. 15 or so and we hand delivered all the first units like him and I Bill I was more or less his assistant and we were in his garage and then we'd go show up and hand deliver to these people either in the Bay Area or Sacramento and so we got to meet all of our first customers we got to really understand where maybe some pain points with the product was and learn with it and um, you know built some really good relationships and you know running customer service and all the stuff from the side um you know, and then yeah, from the float center perspective, we were same with Mike. Like I have great managers. I, I've probably even stepped back more than Mike has. Like Haley, who is my partner in Capital Floats Auburn, she went off and started Capital Floats Auburn, which opened right when COVID that opened like two to three months before we launched Plunge. So that took a while for that to get off the ground. That was, you know, June of twenty twenty that opened. And so that was a really tough first year. Well, she's really gotten her you know, done really well at getting that at a really good operating place. So then she's taken over as like CEO of cat floats now. So I've stepped back from a, um, yeah, I'm not even really involved in day-to-day stuff at all. So I'm fully in on plunge and nice. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a full-time gig and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry. I'm monopolizing the questions. Dylan, Go do you want to, do you want to step in? I haven't no. pod, I haven't recorded any pod in the last couple of weeks, so I'm like a pent up. She's getting it all you know, out, like person. I'm getting it all out because I've taken a little leave of absence. Um, I don't know if you guys can talk about this, but 
I was so excited to see you got a deal on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. And I know I, you know, mentioned it at the uh, float conference, but is there anything you can talk about related to that and kind of what that experience was like? I think you just did the industry so proud. I shared that with so many people and I was just so proud to see how you represented nice. the the industry. So, yeah, I'll, I'll stop talking and curious to know what you can speak to on that. Thanks for is that. Is it all yeah. roses? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it, it was uh, fun. It was a blast. It was, yeah. It was a blast. You go for it, Mike. Share the, share the, tell them, make sure you tell them about your dancing, though. Uh, it was nerve-wracking. Like, it, we, were, we were prepared. We got Airbnb one day. And we practiced our lines together. And we should, we had a great time where we were, like, in the afternoons. We didn't have to, like, wake up and do it. We're on our trailer. We're practicing more. They get you ready. You go out there, and you hit your mark. And it's like, okay, guys, like when these doors open, we're live to so walk out and hit your mark. And you're just like, okay, wow, this is, we're about to do Shark Tank. And there's no cuts. Like the, it, right. it's real. Right. Like, so the sharks don't know anything about anything. They're sitting wow. there. You walk out and it's just like live recording. And they obviously edit it down to like whatever, but it's real. And how so, much is it edited down? I'm curious about that because I like watch Shark Tank like for, a psycho. We talked to them for like 35 minutes, Ryan. And yeah, thirty five forty, and it was a five minute show. Our wow. segment, yeah, Whoa. yeah, hardcore okay. editing. But you're you're, <laughs> sit, you're standing there, and like the doors are closed, and it's like quiet on the set, and you're just like, oh man, okay, what's my line? And I'm like, and my mind's like blank because my like heart is just like pounding, oh, and, I, and the, the adrenaline is just pumping, right? And I'm like, what? I, I'm gonna, I'm about to fall on my face on national TV. I'm a failure. Like it also spiraling downwards, you know? And I, and I just, something popped into my head of like me and Ryan always agree that we're going to have fun. No matter what happens, we're going to have fun. I go, bro, let's just have fun. We give a hug and I just start like dancing. I'm just like, we're going to have fun. This is gonna be a blast. And like everything turned positive and the doors opened. We walked out and you know, we did pretty well. We nailed it. Robert got in the plunge. He did awesome. He was like panicking at first, but we like calmed him down through his breast. It was so beautiful. It, it was, was so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. It was well great. done. I think you need a golf clap for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, it was, cool it was like I said, you know, I've watched it so many times and I just like my heart breaks for the people who just choke. And then I always wonder like, did they really choke that bad or did they just zone in on that one choke, right? I'm sure, always sure. curious about the editing process for entertainment. They have to have people who choke. But I was uh, really impressed with the show. They they like really have the entrepreneurs best interest. Like they really did want awesome. to elevate entrepreneurs. There is like a what was he a uh, basically a shrink that's on site that's like meeting yeah. with everyone pre and post. Wow. So like that would visit our trailers. And so, yeah, that's and he was intense. like, I basically have two pitches. I have one that's like the bomb and one that's like, you did the good job. And so it was, um, but, you know, I think huh. they're pretty honest and not trying to like make people, my feeling is over the years, they've gotten less and less harsh with people and it's a little more uplifting. Um, but I do remember signing the contract. It was like the most paperwork I'd ever signed to do this. Like it was wow. insane. Um and I remember, you know, it was a hundred page doc or whatever. And I'm just scrolling. And it's like, I'm not reading this, but I stopped at one spot when I'm scrolling through 
and it was like i agree that i might become a major embarrassment it was like something worded so like straightforward <laughs> of like humiliation yeah yeah humiliation is a possibility like and i was just like okay i'm not reading any more of this just <laughs> get to the bottom and just sign this thing like i'm out wow, wow. <laughs> so they, they they are front and center on it um can we talk about the after because i think most people probably know that just because you sign a deal or you know make a deal it uh, doesn't mean that you actually make a deal in real life. Um, is that still ongoing, or can you talk about it? Yeah, it's a good question. We uh, <laughs> so it, it we did you know got a deal and it enters into like a diligence period, and I mean we shoot, there's no better place here than it. Mm-hmm. It hasn't gone through. It didn't go through, um, okay. and so you know which at the end of the day we were we were okay with, um, and so amicable really cool you know had some good back and forth with robert um you know i think for us ultimately for the company it was the best decision for us um but all all good situations so this is breaking news we here on art of the float we, thank you for sharing i genuinely through. appreciate it well thank i you. i see it as a success story because you know you didn't give your company away right yeah, and exactly. you know there's a big there's a big bite that comes out with that but yeah. obviously you guys have been getting tons of orders. I, I could just maybe I'm wrong, but I can fe- I just feel the success. I feel, <laughs> and this goes back to the question about the trends, right? There are so much focus and upside with wellness modalities, you know, including flo- floating, but the mental health aspect. And Michael, you mentioned this. I I think that this is such a powerful time to have those modalities. So of course, like Float 60, we're, we're focused on kind of pivoting in that direction. And I'm just curious to see, like, did you, did you yield amazing sales? Like, what kind of impact did it have on your business? Did it, did it change your infrastructure to a degree? You're talking about the show? Yeah, the okay. impact of the show, or, or aside from the impact from the show, is just the trend of wellness. like. Mm-hmm. How, how tell us what you so see hard in the to trends? Know. Yeah, it's so hard to know what was the show and what wasn't because mm-hmm. you yeah. listen to like the biggest podcasts in the world and they're all mentioning cold plunge all of a sudden, right? Um, we right. have a huge inf- influencer network, they're all posting like it, it, it in the summer, we always do our best and it aired right before summer. So there was like all these like trends like climbing at the same time, so. It's really hard to tell how much impact the show had, but we've we've definitely grown a bunch since the show aired. Mm-hmm. It crushed our like the biggest thing is our web traffic. I mean, we by far it's aired twice on ABC. The web traffic is Two insane spikes. over those. You get the East Coast hours and then the West Coast hours, and it just it spikes. And we had great weeks coming out of it. Um, yeah, but it was tough to tell. I, I think it was. It was actually just really helpful for us to shoot for it. So we were like, we always knew this was coming. And it was like, how do we get our, we kind of built in our heads, like, even if it's not that, like, doesn't change our company, like, we need to be ready for this. We need to be Mm -hmm. able to be able to produce units that are the highest of quality, no issues, and we can meet, let's say if, you know, let's just say a thousand orders came in a day, which they didn't, (laughs) Um, you know, could we could we even try is, is that going to sink us or could we even like keep up like potentially keep up with that so that was what we were shooting for so i think it was we just kind of had something for us to like really work towards yeah um 
collectively for the team. It wasn't like, you know, because we've been hiring so much. Answering all the questions that come in, like we've geared up for sure. Oh, got it. That's great. It's like hyperscaling, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it, It pushed you to get to that level quicker than you would in an organic way. So that's that's a fantastic mm-hmm. benefit that you could take away from it. But I'd like to believe it was all of your influencers and your hard work that drove this, this trend versus just Shark Tank. Um, but anyway, we love our services. Like I said, I'm about to purchase um, another one for our Crown Point location, which is a baseball facility, not a float center. And um, I love the product. It's been very reliable. So, so well done you, on that. How do, yeah. how do people, so we just talked about like the, the, the kind of the behind the scenes, how their business is doing, but I'm curious mm-hmm. how the cold plunge works in your business and in your guys's business. Like even when you first started, like you said, you just put it out there to your customers and maybe that was to uh, sell the product, like the actual tubs to people. But like, how mm-hmm. does it work in the float center uh, for people to, to come in? How often are they coming in? What are you charging? If you, if you care to talk about that, I'm just curious about the, inner workings if if i added this to the float shop you know like what what would be enticing to me like what financials might be enticing and is it easy to use is it is it like a float room where you have to spend a bunch of time cleaning the room so i think that's the the number one thing right it's it's not driving our revenue to a new scale because we don't market it that way okay Mm -hmm. so the way we go about it is our core services are floating and then we Mm -hmm. have these ancillary services so i don't focus on it as much as i probably could and that may change by the way like i'm i'm working to like possibly re-engineer our whole strategy um because i do believe that this has equal footing um and it's just the way that we've positioned it in the market but um we position it um, as an ancillary service to your core membership. And so you can do it um, as an add-on or you know do it in conjunction with the sauna. And so because it's like one room out of our inventory of five rooms, it, it's of course not going to be the same impact, right? Mm-hmm. The other factors are the timing. Like I don't think I can give it a fair shake and say it's accurately doing this now because we've had covid i just added it to another location a year ago that was just starting out that's never even heard of floating and you know there's there's a lot of barriers to kind of get to the the uh the state of steady and we're not there yet um let me ask these guys let me ask them for their experience in their float centers yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. We're actually changing our pricing. I think we underprice it at first um, because we have, you know, one of the locations is five float pods, the other one's three, and then there's one fire and ice. Then there's a sauna, and then the other location also has cryo. It's a lot of services, but we price the fire and ice as the same price as a cryo, but it's taking like an hour time block, and it actually does take a decent amount of flip like effort. Um, people getting out, they're leaving a lot of water. Yeah. Um, so we're pricing it up to a float actually. And then you also have to consider like you can get multiple people to book it. And we also underpriced that. Oh, so you need to charge people the add on for other people to come in because it does end up being a decent amount of laundry. Um, so okay. that's, yeah. that's okay. one thing people can learn from. So we're chart, we're upping our float prices and then we're putting the, the fire and ice, the same price as a float going forward. All right. Can I ask a real basic question? I probably should have asked, asked more towards the top of the show, which is like, what is this tub doing? It sounds like you can set the temperature. Uh, I think Ryan said 45 degrees. And then mm-hmm. I, is it doing filtration as well? Or is it just temperature management? What is this tub doing? 
yeah, it's it's like constant filtration. So the the pump is always running, um, okay. and then you change filters, um, you know, once or twice a week. And then what's nice, since there's no salt, you can just drain it every week. And then uh, we have a non-chlorine protocol with hydrogen peroxide. We're actually launching um, our commercial hydrogen peroxide solutions. We'll ship you everything you need for hydrogen peroxide. Uh, we also have a chlorine solution if people want to go that route. Um, so, yeah, kind of similar to a flip pod with the water maintenance, but you can drain it once a week and just start from scratch. Can I jump in with That's a question? Just water. Nice. Just water is good, but... So you have a constant pump running or or chiller. Which one? The pump is running, and yeah, um, it's con- con- yeah. So you have something making noise. So for people who have float tanks, you have right something that's constantly the, the, going. The pump is like the pump's like whisper quiet. Okay, um, yeah, the very pro, quiet. The, the chiller does. It's like a, the fan you do here. So it depends on obviously like your soundproofing. Like we have had a few people complain about it. But I think in general, it's, I don't know how it's been for you, Gloria, but it's not, it's not like a float room pump to me. It's okay. yeah, no that's vibration a non-issue. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah. that's, that's a non-issue. Curious about. The pump is yeah. like pretty small. Okay. This might be a dumb question, but if I got into, maybe I would try to like, sorry for the lame outdated expression, but man up and not squeal when I got in, in a, in one of these in a public environment. But are there people who are are like yelping when they get into this? And is that also when you consider soundproofing of like, if you have a float room right right next door, do you need to consider that? That, That's what you'd have to consider. Absolutely. Okay. It's it's hard to control. (laughs) Yep. It's the yelping. Yeah. I mean, we've seen, there's like an education, you know, of prepping. It's like a float. You want to like educate someone before they go in, like how they want to prep for it and, you know, breathe through it and have that experience. So it's kind of like a culture setting from the beginning. Um, All right. But yeah, it definitely can invoke a lot of like people (laughs) laughing and and yelling. And, but I think it's more of an education kind of facilitation from the first time someone getting in. And that's same with cryo too. I mean, we have, uh, I could never put our cryotherapy sauna in our location, our newest location, because people Uh are just so obnoxious when they go in it. Right. And and the (laughs) nitrogen actually makes noise too. Um, So, and I think you were going to ask another question, Dylan, so I'll let you go, but I have another one related to cryo. Okay. Well, I, I just wanted to ask if, if it's okay, uh, just about the physiology, like, or any research that's going on, like, is, is there research backing this up or do you know what's actually happening besides, is it just pure adrenaline that's flooding your system that I'm, that's waking you up so you don't need coffee? I mean, what is it that's changing in your body so that you guys seem to just be completely sold on this? Selling a product or not, it seems like you guys, this has a powerful meaning to you guys in your lives. What's happening in your body? Yeah, I mean, I first learned like from Rhonda Patrick. She's got a whole kind of study um, that really talks about norepinephrine, like a 5X in norepinephrine. Um, there's huge, like Huberman always talks about dopamine and not like you're getting the spike, like dopamine for a second, you know, like a hit of a cigarette. It's like you get dopamine for hours, hmm. which um, kind of changes the game. Um, endorphins, like, yeah, so many different things are happening. It's yeah, like from the dopamine front, like that's like your baseline. It actually increases your your baseline reservoir of dopamine in the body or like your receptors oh, become man. like grow over time. So it's, you actually get more access to that focus and that motivation when people say like, I feel more capable after a plunge, like something we've commonly hear. It's like, yeah, you do it over time. That starts to become, Damn. it's much more a common 
mm-hmm. chemical that's running through the body. Cool study I just saw the other day was um, forget where it was. Some it was out of Asia. Forget exactly where the lab was, but um, they did it as a treatment for uh, cancer patients, and it showed significant to the point that they were. It said more research is needed, but at this point, like this would be a recommended treatment for cancer suppression. It like had impact on actual tumors of people. Um, so as people doing like a low low sugar diet and incorporating cold plunging consistently into that, and, and it was actually the inflammation. Um, is huge. Yep. So that was that was like you know. It's cool to see those type of things. Like I believe it. Like I see, I feel it more from like the energy and the mood and those type of things. But to see it having this impact in these other ways that um, we haven't seen. I mean, we had a, we had an employee that joined here with us. He has MS. Um, you know, he, he had MS. Was cut, had no real outlet for uh, doctors. No real option for what he was dealing with autoimmune disorder. Mm-hmm. He started getting in cold water. Radical, like healed himself, found out we were a local company. It's like his mission now. We've been working <laughs> like autoimmune disorders have been like something people with that type of, with that disease, like they're, we're seeing them like quickly within like very short windows of times, like getting their symptoms under control where it's becoming like a dosed medicine for them where it's like, you know, one to two plunges a day. I do this for three minutes and like I can actually get off medications. Um, we just did it's another piece recently. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's wild. Like the actual, like you talked about research. There's uh, stuff out there. I mean, Wim Hof's website's awesome for that. Andrew Huberman's done some deep dives into cold plunges. More of just the testimonies we're hearing. It's just, mm-hmm. it's mind blowing. Like <laughs> I got into it. Mike and I got into. It. We're fairly we're healthy guys. Like we did it more for like the, like I said, like the we felt great from it. Mm-hmm. But it, what we've realized is like, oh my god, this is actually a treatment for a lot of people mm-hmm. for a lot of different things they're dealing with, and it's. Um, it's, it's humbling. <laughs> it's super humbling to witness and, and kind of hear daily of what stories coming in. We, I could talk all day on what we're hearing, but it's. Sure. So Michael, um, I'd love to get your perspective and your positioning on the actual cryotherapy with the actual liquid, liquid nitrogen versus the cold plunge. I've seen a couple of people out there who, you know, say, one is better than the other, but at the end of the day, it's my understanding based on the research that I've done, which hasn't been recent, it was just you know a couple of years ago, that you're still dilating the blood vessels, right? And then fresh blood, oxygenated blood is going through when they dilate again. Is that the phenomenon that's going on with both? Why is one better than the other? Mm. And I'm curious, at Reboot, since you have both, Mm. how do you distinguish between the two? Yeah, I mean, it's the same effect, right? That you're you're triggering that effect on the body, that cold shock response. I'd say the dose is going to be higher with a cold plunge. But Mm. for a lot of people, the the three minutes in and out, uh, dry, I don't have to get wet. I don't have to, the, the cold is just, it's going to be more intense, more uncomfortable. So it depends on the person, kind of what they're, what they want, right? Um, they kind of like, people find their own way. Like some people, they hear the cold water, it's like no way, but they're willing to do cryo. And other people, yeah. they're here, they're more hardcore. They want to be Joe Rogan, Andrew Huberman. And they're like, yeah, I want to do the cold plunge. Like everyone, everyone's finding this information from different places and they, 
maybe try both. So we kind of just let people find whatever speaks to them, you know? So if you call it cold therapy, because we literally just re-engineered our brochures to, because some locations have real cryo, some have the cold plunge. And so, you know, I wanted to just call it cold therapy. At the end of the day, that's what it is. And your physical body response is the same as far yeah, as I, I mean, knew. So you validated totally. that. Cryo, cryo okay. is incredible. Like what Ryan was saying about autoimmune disorders. I mean, we've seen so many incredible benefits. Like you could, I got into it because it feels great. Same with floating. It's like, oh, I love this. And then you get into it and you're like, wow, the number of benefits is mind blowing. And we saw that with, with cryo as well. And, and so it, it, it works. I'll say that. Anything? Well, first of all, can we get your website if somebody is interested in, I mean, how do they get in contact with you if they want to find out more about adding it into their float center or just more about it? Yeah, they could reach out to, I mean, the website's thecoldplunge.com. Um, we have different, you know, if they're commercial facility inquiries there and our team will reach out to them and go over and any and all of their questions. Uh, Be careful. I think you're going to see a massive spike on your website. I'll get the team prepped and ready. We to, might need uh, out Shark, shark Tank. tank. <laughs> yeah. If you want to talk about humbling, yeah, Shark Tank's about to be humbled. Uh, we kind of have a big reach here. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us. You know, actually, before we go, is there any last bit you'd like to leave with our audience about the cold plunge? Mm. Last bit. <laughs> get in with cold water. It's incredible. Boom. Anywhere. (laughs) Appreciate you guys bringing us on. Thank you guys very much for joining us. Thank you. Really, truly appreciate it. Thank you. And as always, thanks to my co-host for being here. Uh, Absolutely a damn pleasure having you guys. Um, Thanks for for our listeners for joining us each and every week. Truly appreciate it. Thanks to those of you who are supporting us on Patreon as well. Thanks for supporting us on shop.artofthefloat.com. Thanks so much. And thanks to our sponsors, the FTA and Helmbot. Thank you. And uh, my goodness, I think, uh, yeah, I couldn't have said it better. Until next week, getting some cold water. We'll see you next week. Ooh.